out a flying rug when you throw a lamp and with a genie underwater. Does right. the magic stop? Exactly. That was my question too. He's right now wishing that he becomes a man. So are they going to fall into the water and basically they might not drown. They might drift to shore, I guess, you know? There we go. Plunk. Drop it right here in the deepest part of the ocean. Yeah. This, you idiot, you missed tank. it. That's the shallowest. Yeah. It's do obviously it a shallow. Look, there's yeah. wreckage on it. There would be no camera down there. Oh, finally, a musical number from the nightclub we've seen all about. Right, and it's just done for no reason. We will end our film now. They're playing that stupid Genie song, if you want to hear it. Oh, I love and, it. Yeah, of course they want to hear it. And then Genie's going to come Genie. out playing the piano. Genie, A, B, C, two, one, two, three, P, Y, T, Genie. Hey, guys, hey, you ladies know that I happen to be the club owner. I don't yeah, really. it's true. Really? Hey. We were just no hanging thing. out with you. I don't that drink woman. anymore, just wrapping up my story arc. But you see that one woman had two glasses? She raised two glasses? She mm. was double fisting? They didn't pay the extras, I guess. Oh, no, he's playing piano. He does everything. What's he doing? I thought he was in the water. No, you're underwater. He made him a man. He doesn't have any powers anymore. He's just a guy. Who plays the piano. Right. And, and it leaves a lot of open questions, like what's he going to do with his life? But the movie ends, luckily for us, and we don't have to learn. Can you imagine clapping along while dry ice oh, is coming toward you? the wife is there a second time. She was in the film again. Remember when they oh, put right. Rolls Royce on the grass? Oh, good. So it's a twice. He winked back. He, did he wink? It's hard to tell. He's great. Yeah. Oh, he's squinty ass eyes. Gene. What was that movie with the uh, Yes Figaro? What was it? Like, uh, it was a. Con anyway. Anyway, enough. Enough about this movie. We're done. We got the fantastic theme song. I'm the genie. Where's the. Where's. Here we go. I'm sorry. Carl, what do you think of this movie? Well, I think we got to a cop, ca cop count of 17, but there should have been other cops in the room. Maybe it's like more like 20. That's pretty high cop count. That's a lot of cops in this movie. They That's hired what I cops. think of this piece of crap. I love this movie. I mean, it's definitely a piece of crap, but uh, it's actually a piece of crap. I don't know. I can't. I can't. Uh, I mean, it's. Grandpa was pretty good, right? I like Grandpa, and I liked uh, Tony, and, and uh, the, Tony buys it. The mom was pretty much a non-character, right? She really didn't do anything but the mom. Well, she got, she was in peril, but nothing really, but so was the entire family anyway. Yeah. Like the has the that, father has mobsters, the kid has predators. And I don't know, the whole, like, the relationship with the love interest sort of got stalled, right? We didn't, yeah. they shared a soda. They got up, to, he got up to Walker home. They left their soda there. And really we didn't have any more love story at all. Yeah, but maybe the, well, the cop kind of eased up on her. I eased up on it. Yeah. Wow, Carl, I can't, I have to tell you, uh, 
it was disposable, but it was, uh, I don't know, it's hard watching bad kids' movies. You know, it's like it they should have. Crap, crap, and double crap. Especially. It was crap, crap, because... and double crap. <laughs> but, like, think about it, your point. Like, I think you're right that this must be a kid's film. Okay. And if it is a kid's film, you're showing uh, child trafficking, you're yeah. showing alcoholism, you're showing drunk driving, you're showing fighting. Right. As your, like wish fulfillment, you're showing cheating. Like make me great at basketball, make me a great ski, skier, you know, uh, water skier. Yeah, just random stuff. It's an absolute horrible film for children. Oh well, what a great segue, Carl. Speaking of horrible film for children, I'm really excited to tell you we'll be back next week. You can listen to us Sunday next Sunday at 2 p.m. You can have our podcast drop next Sunday night. You can watch us on YouTube. YouTube because next week we are watching it's a uh, encore presentation we did this movie the first year of the podcast before Carl joined on yeah uh, and disappeared from uh, the internet and now it's back once again of course it's fantastic for the movie from 1994 Roger Corman's infamous uh, film I have a trailer uh, from Jose and Angela uh, Jose okay I found it Jose Angeles oh, right so let's do this in uh wait wait no i gotta add i got me just cancel this ad oh yeah hang on hang on that too why did it do an ad i just want to watch the shitty trailer all right Pause. Uh, I got right back to zero zero you're the sound let's yep three two one go thing Storm, girl, read. Wow, that's a good thing. Only for this scene that he just kind of. Yeah, it looks like a good movie. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is in the room. Oh, I like that. You got the visuals going. Doom in the room. Reed Richards, where's your gray hair? What? Oh, there's the famous <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Cut, cut oh Thanos! Thanos. Oh, you see that? It w- the one morphed into a two, into a three, into a four. Look, he's stretching. That's fantastic. There's a, there's a diamond involved. Well, where did she? She doesn't disappear. She's just invisible. They wouldn't. They right. would still hit her. Clobbering. It's clobbering time. Bullets bounce right off of the thing. That's the thing. About Who's going to break down this wall? Thing will do it. Now, this was before Darth Vader. It was in the 60s that Doctor Doom existed. Yeah, that's true. There were uh, helmeted people before. I mean, there was the man with the iron mask. It wasn't like right. the original idea. Right. Oh, well, I, yeah. Oh, and look at this. It goes straight into the documentary, Doomed, which I just recently saw, the untold uh-huh. story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do some homework, Popcorn Flicks has the documentary. I saw it on Hulu Digital that uh, they interview the stars and the producers and they send more story. This is a well-trod movie, bad movies. We all love bad movies. So sometimes we talk about the same film. It's all out of love of these movies and how crazy stupid they are. So we'd love to see you next week for Fantastic Four, the movie from 1994 
Carl, any way people can reach you? CarlSucks.com. CarlSucks.com. And uh, you can find me somewhere. You can find me here on the YouTube channel and on the podcast and here at mutinyradio.fm. Keep listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! You nag! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say you nag. You nag? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman.
far away look in my eyes I wish this circumstance was holy They say Jesus suffered by his lonely I know I'm not I know I'm not There was a natural disaster The kind that happens when your back's turned Not your fault but it's your consequence Not your fault but it's your consequence Right, Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much for being here. Give it up for yourselves for coming out to the seventh Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Give yourselves up more. Give it up more than that. What was that? Come on, Jesus Christ! Wow. Let's get some energy in this place. Holy cow! This is going to be a great time. My name is Alex Kaufman. We have a really fun show in store for you tonight. Um, I uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm super stoked to be here. I got here. Uh, I came here all the way from Montana. Uh, super fun. Uh, drove here from Montana actually. Uh, drove through a lot of small towns. The way you can tell which towns are populated by, uh, by like remote tech workers now is, uh, like I drove through one town that had a fancy bowling place. Like, I don't know who looked at bowling and thought this is what we need to be gentrifying, but they, they did it. Uh, they're, they're like gentrifying bowling is like going to a thrift store and trying to upcycle a wife beater. You know what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> make sense. Gentrifying bowling is like house flipping in a trailer park. Uh, 
which is mean because tornadoes do it enough. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not kind. Uh, oh boy, I, uh, I'm sure right after the show, I'm going to go get a stiff drink. I uh, started drinking way too much during the pandemic. Uh, the way that I realized that is I'd figured I'd take like a two-week break. Two-week break from drinking. About a week into that break, uh, I was shaky all the time. I was cold constantly. I couldn't sit still at all. I uh, thought I was going through withdrawals. Turned out it was just COVID, though. So that was a relief somehow. Uh, that was good news in my book. Uh, started drinking too much partially because uh, my girlfriend got a cat. Uh, she got this cat. I'm supposed to say we got a cat, by the way. Uh, we got a cat. She's got so much anxiety, though, that now the only thing that we talk about is that cat's funeral. Like, it's she's so worried about this cat dying. Like, the day after uh, we got him, she was already picking out an urn. She started price shopping crematoriums, which... When you think of it, it actually sounds like a place a cat should love, the uh, crematorium. Oh, wait. That's... There you go. Uh, also sounds like the place where they make creamsicles, maybe. Uh, or a porn studio. Look, it's not <laughs> what it sounds like. Uh, she's got so much anxiety about this cat dying, though. She's so worried about it. She, she would have nightmares, actually. She woke me up one night, and she asked if we could put the cat's urn on display in a place of honor, right? Like, put his, put his urn up on the, uh, on the mantle in the living room. And obviously, I suggested taxidermy, right? Uh, more of a conversation starter. She didn't like that, though. Uh, she didn't like that at all, so I took a step back. Took a step back because I feel like relationships are all about compromise. I told her, babe, look, uh, we can cremate the back half if you'll let me mount his head on the wall. So we're not together anymore. Uh, but neither is the cat. So that's how that's going. I am dating again. One of my buddies, he keeps trying to set me up on dates. Uh, my friend actually asked me if I'd ever date an anti-vaxxer. I said, sure, right? Uh, if I was looking for something short-term, that might be how I do it. I did go on a date he set me up on, though. Uh, on the date, the woman I was there with, she told me she was a sapien sexual, and I was like, no homo? Turns out what she actually said was sapiosexual, which uh, I guess is when you only date men who know what that word means. And I don't know what that word means. <laughs> my grandfather likes to give me dating advice too. He always suggests the same thing. My grandfather he always says, uh, he, he always says to lay out rose petals as a romantic gesture. Uh, I've never understood this romantic gesture because to me it just seems like you're buying very expensive flowers and making a mess. Like it doesn't add up. Uh, and like the thing is, like my grandfather, he's an old timey dude. I'm sorry, but uh, ladies, if he's laying out rose petals for you, he's gonna try to make you clean that up. He's not, <laughs> not a good person. All right. Uh, <laughs> He's, he is a very old-timey dude. My grandfather was a doctor during the Korean War. That's how old he is. Uh, he all, my, Like, I grew up in a military family. My dad uh, flew planes for the Air Force, and I started smoking weed in high school. So that's, I think they call that legacy. I don't know. They're not <laughs> proud of me. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I uh, did grow up in a military family. Kind of cool. You, you, you meet people from all different sorts of places. Uh, like, I have this friend who's really Italian. Most Italian guy I've ever met. His name, uh, his name is Raffaele Michelli. And he hates it when I say his name that way. <laughs> he does not appreciate it at all. Uh, never going to stop saying it that way, though, because he found out one time I'd never had a cannoli before. So he insisted we go to a real Italian restaurant that evening. After dinner, the waitress came by and asked if we wanted anything for dessert. I said, yes, I'll have one cannoli, please. And she just chuckled. <laughs> she just chuckled. I turned to my buddy. He said, yeah, one cannoli. I actually called a cannolo. So, <laughs> like, I don't know if he brought me there just to do that, okay? <laughs> Like, I don't know if that was his goal, but that guy's worse than a grammar Nazi, okay? I think we can agree. That guy's a linguistic fascist. That's exactly what that is. He's like a, a Mussolini. No, I'm sorry, Mussolino, right? Uh, there's really just the one. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, it's, uh, 
fun to be here. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to improve my life a little bit, uh, trying, to, trying to get things in order. One of my friends suggested uh, manifesting to kind of try to help uh, get myself back on track. Uh, thing, like I, can't, I have a hard time getting into the manifesting thing, though, because uh, I feel like I believe in her more than she believes in herself, right? Because every manifesting story is the same. Every manifesting story is like, I wanted something, I started manifesting it, I worked towards it, and I got it. And I think one of those steps might not be necessary, all right? <laughs> like, I didn't manifest a donut. I went to Krispy Kreme. You understand? It's You didn't manifest your dream vacation, Jan. You saved up PTO. It's fine to have worked for things. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I, I did try it, though. I did try to get into it. Apparently, I've been doing it wrong. Uh, I, did, I did give it a shot. Apparently, what I've been doing is actually called suicidal ideation. So that's not the same thing, apparently. I didn't know. Uh, I quit therapy recently. I don't know if that's coming through. Uh, <laughs> don't know if you can tell. Uh, I quit therapy because I found out that my therapist lived in a houseboat. And that guy shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. <laughs> Like, that guy may have the degree, but he does not have the qualifications, you know? It's, like, I'm paying him $100 an hour, and he can't afford a house house. Are you kidding? Guy, it's so frustrating. Like, he didn't just decide to live down by the river. He decided to live on the river. You get what I'm, uh, I feel like some of you guys are on his side now. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with, nothing's wrong with living on a houseboat. What's wrong with, uh, it's, it's giving me advice also. Like, I just, I don't believe... In the advice. It's fine to make that choice. I, I will give him some credit, okay? Uh, when the ice caps melt, he'll still have seaside property. That's pretty cool. Give him that. Uh, it's also pretty cool to live in a place where piracy is still a legitimate concern. That's, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm just doing bullet journaling now uh, instead of therapy. For those of you who don't know what bullet journaling is, it's a note-taking system where you buy way too many highlighters and turn your feelings into an aesthetic competition. Uh, I do it a little bit differently, though. I take all the money that I would have spent on highlighters, and I just buy bullet bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I drink until I can be vulnerable with myself. That's my method. <laughs> uh, boy, I, uh, I'm also taking personality quizzes instead of therapy. Uh, personality quizzes are fun. Uh, I, don't, I don't like the BuzzFeed kind of personality quizzes. They ask you, the questions are too specific. They ask you, like, what genre of music are you, or... Uh, what house, what house of Dragons character has the same personal hygiene habits as your best friend from middle school, right? They're just, they're too specific. Uh, don't like it. I like the clinical exams. Uh, okay, there's a ghost here now, uh, apparently. Welcome. Uh, I like the clinical exams. Uh, my favorite is the big five quiz. The biggest of the five for me was neuroticism. And when I saw that score, I asked myself, oh, should I just take this a couple more times on a few different websites so I can average the results and really be sure? Turns out that question is the answer. That's... How you know. Uh, started therapy when I was in middle school. Uh, my therapist, he told me about another client of his whose name was Alexander. That guy just went by the middle part of the name. That guy just went by uh, Zan. thought that was so cool. Like, I didn't know you could do that. It's incredible. Uh, at around the same time, my parents told me that we were going to be moving to California, so I got it in my head that I could reinvent myself, right? Uh, I figured I'd go by Zan. I'd learn to skateboard, and I'd start doing hard drugs. I had a five-year plan. Guys, my guidance counselor should have been so proud. Uh... We did not move to California, though. Didn't happen. I uh, found out a little while later that Zan actually killed himself. Yeah, he was doing a different kind of bullet journaling. Uh, guess you could say I dodged that bullet, all right? It's, or he took it for me. Look, it's not... You're growing at a fake person, all right? This is not... Not a real guy! Uh, all right, we'll do a little palate cleanser before I bring up your next act. Uh... You guys like puns? I feel like this is a pun crowd. Uh, 
Here's a pun for you. Anybody here know the book Thus Spoke Zarathustra? Ah, really filled a Nietzsche market. All right, that's... <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring up your next act, everybody. Uh, please give a big warm welcome uh, to... Uh, oh, who was it going to be next? Uh, hold on. I, if I was good at my job, I would have known this already. Are there any more seats? There's two seats here that aren't taken, but I don't know what this coat's about. Um, okay. All right, right in the front. Uh, no, we got we got two seats up here, folks. Uh, everybody, start filled. Come on, come on in here. If you're a comic, if you're a comic who's on the show, get the fuck out. Uh, let the people <laughs> let the people who paid for tickets come in here, uh, please. Uh, by all means. Uh, are there folks? Are there folks still out there? Come on in. There's there's two seats up here. Nobody's gonna nobody. I mean, nobody should you know harass you or whatever. Yeah, if you paid for a seat, get in here. Get your money's worth. You have a ticket? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. How am I supposed to tell? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. I'm going to bring up your uh, your first act, everybody. Uh, it Your first act, uh, because I know that they're here, everybody. Give it up for Kathy Guest, everybody. Make some noise for Kathy Guest coming to the stage. Hey, everybody. There's seats up here. Come on in. Come on in. Oh my God, I, so great to be part of the festival. I did comedy the other night as part of the festival and I was hit on afterwards by this uh, much older man. Yeah, woo. Yeah, exactly. No, it's awesome. It's nice to know that my insure milkshake still brings the old boys to the yard. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And like before the pandemic too, like if that would have happened, I would have been like, ew, no. And now I'm like, ew, maybe. Confusing. And then this younger guy I'm, and, and I are talking afterwards the other night, and he says to me, he goes, you know what? You look great. Stop it. He said, for your age. Yeah, he doesn't know what my age is, but it's okay. I said, you know what? That's such a nice compliment for your education level. Thank you. Thank you. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, man. Good to be here. So I actually spent 15 years in tech, a little bit about me. I was an executive in tech. Yes, hashtag lady business. Yeah, hey, which is exactly what I call my lady business when I don't call it the C-suite for obvious reasons. Yes, yes. And when I travel, people are like obsessed with it. They're like, oh my God, what was it like spending 15 years as an executive in very male-dominated tech? Well, the last company that I worked for had this kind of fun little tradition where everybody in the company got names. Like the IT guys, they were the it guys. Clever. Clever. The accountants were the dough bros. Makes sense. And then I got excited one day because they finally came up with a name for the women in my business division. Mm -hmm. Brenda and Christy. And my name is Kathy. Oh, yeah. That sums up 15 years in tech. That's what that was. It's true. 15 years is a lucky number for me. Uh, I've been happily married for 15 years. Thank you. Um, it's weird because I've been married for over 20. <laughs> they can't all be equally happy. I don't make the rules. I don't. No, it's true. And that's a long time, and marriage is really hard. So, you know, ups and downs, of course. And, um, but I, you know, it's funny because when things got really hard and they did, like, I never considered divorce. No. Murder? Hell yes. Yes. 
I always know the married people in the audience. The married people in the audience are like, hell yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, dial a murder. All right, we can do business later. The hitman. No, it's true. Absolutely. But I can't give him like all my stuff. Divorce is out of the question. Silicon Valley is expensive. No, no, no. Plus two, what happens if I divorce my husband and he meets another woman, falls in love, lives happily ever after? I can't take that risk. No, no. But here's what happened after 15 years, well, okay, over 20, of being happily married, yes, happily married, and two kids later, we do have two kids, two teenagers. They're a gift you can't return. Uh, Nobody told me, nobody warned me. Oh my God. But here's what happens after so many years together is that your hormones change. So I'm at this place in my 40s where like my hormones are going crazy. Like your PSA to the younger ladies, oh my God, I am hungry all the time and horny all the time. Like, at the same time? True. Absolutely. And my husband will shoot me that look when the kids are out of the house, like, yeah, let's let's sexy time. And I'm like, I know you are not looking at me thinking we're going to have sexy time because you ain't got a damn sandwich in your hand. Go to the kitchen. Take care of business. He comes back, right, with his penis between, you know, with bread, (laughs) two slices of bread. Yes, yes. Gluten-free because I believe in healthy eating. Thank you. It's true. It's creative. But it's true. Now my fantasy threesome, right? It's me, a hot guy, and a sandwich truck. (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm also at an age, too, where, you know, what I want is very simple in life. I figured it out. I just need a guy to give me great orgasms and to take me antiquing. And I just hope that those two never meet. Very simple. Very simple. It's true. Uh, so I butt-dialed Lyft the other day. I don't know how I did it. I butt-dialed Lyft, the ride-sharing service that came to my house. They're like, did you call us? I'm like, I guess I did. It's like my dumb face on the app. Yeah, I guess I did. And they're like, well, we got to charge you $5 for a no-show fee. But I thought, you know what? $5, that's awesome. Because that is the cheapest butt lift my ass is ever going to see. It doesn't get better. It doesn't. And I learned, here's what I learned. During COVID is that there's three levels of fitness. Three levels of fitness. There's fit, there's unfit, and holy shit, nothing fits. And I've been a couple of those at the same time. So easy, not a, not a problem, not a problem. But my husband, like he's like super into fitness, so he gets me this Apple Watch. I don't need it, it's a little much, but it's growing on me. It's totally growing on me because now I'm getting to track some really cool health metrics. Like right now, for example, you guys, I'm tracking the number of steps I need to reach my goal of pretentious Silicon Valley asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so close, you guys. Don't worry. I'll tell you all about it on social media. True. It's true. I can't help it. So um, i got to leave you with this thought. Um, I'm also at a place in my 40s where I realize that I look like I work at Target. <laughs> so every time I'm at Target, like people look at me, go, yeah, she works here. And it doesn't even bother me that they think I work there because people in retail work hard. But it bothers me a little bit that people look at me and they're like, you know what? That white lady looks like she knows where stupid shit is. (laughs) And you know what, you guys? They're right. (laughs) I do. I do. Like I know near me in San Jose at the Target store, I know that the pregnancy tests are right next to the weed drug tests. But that can't stand. So here's what I did, ladies. 
I added some chocolate, some condoms and plan B, right? Some music, some wine. And so I like to think of it as a value bundle for the ladies. Aisle 16, Cottle Road, San Jose. Tell them Kathy Guest sent you. Thanks, everybody. Keep making some noise for Kathy Guest, folks. Come on, give it up for Kathy. That was great. That was fantastic. Your next comic is, a, is San Francisco's very own Dorian Trong, everybody. Give it up for Dorian. Giving it up. Hello, everyone. I, uh, you know, I'm a little flustered because I uh, got here late. Uh, I was signing a petition for anti-bullying. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I got to say, looking back at it, it's kind of stupid, you know? <laughs> Like, what are you going to do? You're going to show up to a 13-year-old's home, like, with a list of names? You're like, hey, stop having fun. Anyway, I, uh, I, th I think the real, the real reason I signed the petition is because, like, I, I remember how it felt to be, like, beaten up by a group of eighth graders. You know what I mean? It's a terrible feeling, uh, especially when you're 35. Because people don't help you when you're an adult and you're getting your ass kicked by kids. They just look. You know, it's funny, the whole time I was getting my ass beat, I was like, I'm going to get them back. <laughs> I'm going to do it by fucking their moms. Except that was, uh, it was, uh, it's not e as easy as I thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> I could have done like a million other things, but that was the first thought I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give it to their moms. But I just settled for their dads, you know, and a couple of uncles. Fine, fine. I'm, I'm having trouble, I was having trouble uh, looking for a job, uh, so then I decided to lie on my resume. And I worked like a charm, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all I had to do was say, like, oh, I'm bilingual, and they just, they just believe me. It's weird. That's how I got my job at here at, uh, in the public defender's office. Whenever someone comes in uh, speaking a different language, I just use Google Translate, right? And then I type in there, I type in, I was like, uh, if you ever come back, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, I might not have a good job, um, but I am dating a white girl, which is uh, the American dream for, like, immigrants, you know what I mean? We still get into arguments, um, you know? Because of our cultural differences, like, some, I, I, sometimes I just get so frustrated whenever we're at a restaurant and she ask the waiter like what kind of wines they have because we're in a Chinese restaurant. I was like, we just ordered everything off the menu for like $10. Like why, why, why do you think we would have, they would have good wine here? It makes no sense. Makes zero sense at all. My girlfriend recently asked me to go uh, to therapy uh, because she's tired of telling me what's wrong with me and she want to outsource it to someone else. And I don't want to go to therapy, and it's not because of stigma, you guys. I get, I hear that a lot. They're like, men don't go to therapy because of stigma. And I don't think that's true. Because there's a stigma to public masturbation, but every public transit comes pre-installed with a purpose, just like, mm, mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, sometime in their life, like, some guy's like, hey, man, what about the stigma? He's like, oh, I don't know. This just feels too good. Mm. Yeah, I think there's an easier way to change your man, ladies, if you're uh, dating someone, and uh, it's a lot cheaper. You just give him some pussy. That's 
That's all you need. Just microdose them a little. Like, I can honestly see my own grandma, like, spontaneously combust in front of me, and I would be sad. But if, like, a nice lady came and was like, hey, you want some pussy? And I'll be like, oh, I'll feel better immediately. I'll start walking down the street whistling and shit, you know, giving that one of these dumb salutes. All right. Anyway. But, yeah, sometimes I, uh... Sometimes I get into arguments with my girlfriend, it's always a bad idea, you know, because I always forget how good she is at it. You know what I mean? She got me, like, backpedaling like I'm a president at a press conference, you know what I mean? Just, like, dodging shoes like George, George W. I started saying shit that don't even make sense. I'm like, oh. it was locker room talk. You know, I wasn't looking at her butt. It was too small. I can't see it. And one of her friends was like chime in. Her friends was like, um, oh, CNB- CNBC, you said your girlfriend was a bitch. And I'm like, fake news. Yeah, so I try to make it up to her after a fight. So I take her to Daiso. You guys don't know what <laughs> you guys don't know what Daiso is. It's a uh, it's like a 99 cent store, but like the Asian version of it, uh, which also means it's classier, but not because of the reason you think, you know. Like, the clientele is just a little better because in Daiso, they just love to make you do math for no apparent reason. Like, they, they clearly know that they're in the U.S., but they like to price everything in Japanese yen. You know, you get up to the front, they're like, oh, 3,000 yen equals $1.50, and you have 70,000 yen. How much do you owe? That's when you rob them. I'm just kidding. Like, people don't rob you would rob because you don't know how much the things cost. You know, like in California, if you steal like anything over like nine hundred twenty-five dollars something, it's like a felony. Every time I look down my basket, I'm like, oh, this could be like five dollars, or it could be like a million dollars. I have no idea. I have no idea. I uh, to get through my nerves right before I got here, I had period sex. Thank you, thank you. She was a slave. And I was a soldier from the Civil War. I said, uh, you're going to be fine, miss. You're going to be free in about five minutes. But right now. We didn't know if it was okay. She was like, oh, is it okay? Can we, can we do this? Is it all right? I'm like, sure, babe, it's fine. You're white and I'm black. Totally fine. All right, that's my time. Let's bring uh, Alex back up here, everyone. Keep clapping for Dorian Trong, everybody. San Francisco's very own. You made him. You created him. Uh, it's not on me. Uh, your next act, everybody. Your next act. Uh, please make some noise for Melina Best, everybody. Make some noise for Melina Best. Coming up to the stage. Clap real loud all the way from Portland. How y'all doing tonight? Good. All right. So I took a Lyft ride to work the other day, and the driver was like, Belinda? I'm like, Melina. (laughs) She's like, I think I gave you a ride before. I'm like, then why'd you get my name wrong, bitch? Like, (laughs) what the fuck? 
a little bit more about me. I I work in a dying industry. I'm a server at an old folks home. Most of the people I serve are regulars until they're not like there's one resident, Edith. She has a habit of eating her placemat. I mean, I can't really blame her. The service is pretty slow. I was <clears throat> taking my time uh, getting to a resident's table, and she said to her table mate about me, well, he's mentally challenged. <laughs> I mean... I would have preferred a tip <laughs> on a medical diagnosis. But, okay. <laughs> the other night a resident wanted a fork. I brought over a fork and she said, oh, I took one from the other table because I <laughs> didn't have faith in you. I'm like, Lady, your days are numbered, so. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day, a resident wanted to give me a tip, not a medical diagnosis. <laughs> Call back. I declined, and he slipped me a hundred. I said, your place or mine, like. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day, a resident told me they were going to write me into their will. So I quickly grabbed a pen and was like, can we do this while you're still lucid? Like, <laughs> My favorite resident, though, he's 102. I've adopted him as my second grandpa, which he doesn't really like. He's like, maybe ease up on the affection. Like, don't visit my room every day. It was my birthday recently. Yeah. And so I told him as much, and he was like, I'll take the soup. I mean, I might add he's hard of hearing. So I wrote it down, and he was like, he accurately guessed my age and asked how old I th thought he was. I said 32. <laughs> Comedic effect. He's not 32. He said, I'll take the meatloaf. <laughs> Can't win them all, you guys. So I've been with my boyfriend for about 10 years. I'm a hopeless romantic, and he's a cat. <laughs> I got a tattoo of him. <laughs> I told him he had to get one of me. <laughs> we got to the tattoo parlor, but he pussied out. I mean, it is forever. 
So I'm thinking my next tattoo will be of Reese uh, with a tattoo of me. But my favorite part about having this tattoo is the people who will look at it and be like, is that your cat? Yeah, like, how rude would it be to have someone else's cat on my arm? I did a comedy show in Portland, and afterward a guy was like, you were funny. I was about to say thank you, and he said, in a good way. I... I mean, I'm mentally challenged, so yes, I needed a clarification. <laughs> he provided. Um, a while back, I dated a human. Don't tell Reese. <laughs> and he said, no offense, but are you autistic? He said, no offense, so <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I'm not offended. Don't worry. I recently visited my grandparents, and my mom said, hey, uh, tell your jokes to your grandma. And my grandma was like, I'm going to go hide in the closet. Right? That's what you... Uh, yeah, if you don't want to see my... Comedy. <laughs> Still working on that one. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I um, took a took another lift. It's my thing. Uh, and the driver was like, "Have a good night, and remember to wake up in the morning." <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> I've been Melina Best. Have a good one. Clap more for Melina Best, everybody. You know the drill. Fantastic. All the way from Portland. So funny. Uh, your next act, your next act is another San Franciscan, uh, has the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, please give it up for Lorenzo Barberi Scaratico or something like that. It's close. <laughs> eh, I'm pretty close. <laughs> Clap some more for this guy. Come on. I'm not trying it again. As I promised, I'm not going to correct you on the way you pronounced it. I know it would trigger you a little bit. No, I'm kidding, kidding. Um, hey everybody, before I begin, I think you should know a little bit about the context as to why I'm doing this. So I'm a data scientist and I work at the kind of university that would probably fire me if they knew that I'm here tonight. Um, but I mostly do this because as a data scientist, I come across a lot of very um, provocative and shocking statistics. And I you know to try to make sense of it and learn how to tell people the truth without making them cry. I decided to try my hand at stand-up, right? So what I'm mostly going to focus on tonight is actually I'm going to talk about a breakthrough that I had at work this week. I think I finally figured out why gay guys hit on me. Okay, okay, actually, let me correct this because I'm sure one of the gay comics in the audience is going to stand up here and say, I find Lorenzo unfuckable. I have no idea what he's talking about. 
I'm not saying all gay guys hit on me. I'm specifically referring to, to the random dudes that DM me on Instagram, okay? See, I've been sharing screenshots of my Apple Watch after I work out as like my Instagram story because I don't really care about social media, but there's just enough of a pool to make me more consistent about the healthy habit of exercise. And the moment I started doing that, you know, people started DMing me, you know, because they were excited about the kind of workouts that I was doing. And uh, it's mostly dudes, right? And so recently I shared the results that I got from my latest body scan. And, uh, and I discussed, like, I lost 2% body fat. Woo! No, really? No celebration? Like, you know, it's actually kind of difficult. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, and it was like, I gained four pounds of muscle. And most importantly, now the muscles in my body are apparently uh, perfectly distributed. And so this random dude DMs me. It's like, yo, man. Can you send me a picture? I want to see it for myself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just couldn't like make sense of this. But before I make fun of gay men's porn preferences, um, let me prove to you that I'm actually an ally of the LGBT AIQ plus community. I just want to make sure I don't get canceled you know, for the joke I'm about to make. I'm going to prove this by settling like the debate you know, that affects, I think, all men equally once and for all, which is that gay men have big dick energy, OK? And the reason as to why I know this is because data scientists have actually created a unique data set of all male porn stars. And then once they started categorizing them as gay male porn stars versus heterosexual male porn stars, they were able to then you look at the statistic, right, of what is the average penis size of a gay porn star. It's half an inch bigger than heterosexual porn stars, which I think just objectively proves gay men have big dick energy, okay? Now that I put this out of the way, yeah, I couldn't make sense of like, why are all these men just DMing me on Instagram? And um, then I came across like another major data point this week that kind of clarified it for me. So apparently straight guys is the fifth most popular porn category for gay men worldwide. I did not know that. I was like, this is so random, right? And it really couldn't make sense of this, right? But now I was like, okay, I get it. Like it's part of the fantasy, right? Turning a straight guy, right? So I asked one of my gay friends, and I was like, what do you think this means? Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? And he just had to explain to me, like, no, Lawrence, you don't understand. Like, for us bottoms, it's very hard to find tops. And initially, I didn't understand what he meant until I looked at the data from Grindr, okay? So the ratio of bottoms to tops is 7 to 1. So the reason as to why gay men are desperate to turn heterosexual guys into conquest is because they're desperate from a purely a ratio perspective of tops to bottoms. And that's when it hit me. Oh my God, the reason as to why this is happening is not because I'm doing anything particularly strange to invite this kind of attention on Instagram. The reason as to why this is happening is because gay men you would think have the best sex life of all time and somehow, somehow evolution and nature still manages to screw you at the end of the day. Good night, everybody. Make some more noise for the horniest statistician you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, your next act, everybody. He's here all the way from Massachusetts. Really good guy. Please make some noise for Joe Capinos, everybody. Give it up for Joe Capinos. Keep clapping even more. Keep going over your host, Alex, everybody. Wow, that that was, yeah, you're like, he's not doing that great. I thought he was doing fantastic. Apparently not everybody else thought so. Uh, I was also like, I'm stoked because Alex actually asked me how to pronounce my last name. 
uh, and most people don't tend to do that, and they'll just always get it wrong. Like, I admit, I have terrible handwriting, and one time I put my name on a list, and someone, rather than asking what it was, they just assumed they knew what it was. They're like, coming up next to the stage, your next comedian, Joker Penis. I was like, yeah, no, that's not it, and then apparently it stuck. <laughs> Everybody loved it, and uh, I stopped going there, so... <laughs> Uh, have y'all heard the phrase, uh, or there, there are two guarantees in life? We all know the two guarantees in life? Okay, okay, what, what are the two guarantees in life? Death and taxes. I went to a, a local uh, comedy show out in Rhode Island uh, not too long ago. I found out there are three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and if you give a middle-aged straight white man a microphone, he will complain about his marriage? A lot, yeah. Uh, I should have... I should have kind of like figured it out from the get-go, you know, like looking at the flyer, they had like quintessential names that you would have guessed they would have been misogynistic. It was like Mike Hockey, Peak <laughs> Peaked in High School Peter, like it just kind of had those vibes about it. But like they complained about like the dumbest shit, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like one of the guys was like, oh, ever since I got married, my wife started making me wash my balls. I was like, dude, what were you doing before? Like, did you just, you just thought the dribble down from the shampoo was good enough? You could tell what kind of guy he was, because he was like, oh, I like using those three-in-one, uh, you know, shampoos. You can, uh, you can wash your body, your truck tires, and brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of energy. Uh, one of the other guys complained, but he was like, oh, ever since I got married, I can't just jerk off wherever I want to anymore. Now I got to jerk off in the laundry room. I was like, bro, you haven't been a renter in a while, have you? I was like, you have a fucking laundry room, my dude. I would wish I could jerk off in my laundry room. If I do that, it's at least two days in jail. That's guaranteed. Like, my laundromat doesn't let me do that. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Uh, I, uh, just to let everybody know in the room, uh, I do identify as emo. I don't know if that was clear or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was walking down the street. Someone was like, hey, those are like the tightest jeans in San Francisco. I was like, yeah, I got to keep up the aesthetic. <laughs> he was like, how are your balls? <laughs> not good. I was like, I'm practically pegging myself right now. It's not, <laughs> not the best time. Uh, but I am, uh, I would say I'm a bit of an aging emo at this point. I had to get rid of the vans for these like Adidas geriatrics. I needed, I needed the support. Uh, <laughs> I went to the doctors, uh, so I turned 30 not too long ago, and I went to the doctors because I started experiencing lower back pain. Yes, I think it's collective. I don't, I'm glad I know it's everybody. I don't remember when I signed the lease on the body. It was like, as soon as you turn 30, your back's going to explode. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. Sign me up for it. Um, and I went to, so I went to the doctor, I was talking about it, and her diagnosis was, I shit you not, her diagnosis was uninterrupted sitting. I was like, yeah, I've never had somebody medically call me a pussy before. Like, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I, uh, I have a job. You can clap it up for employment. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I work at a community college, uh, so I guess I would also kind of consider myself a, a corporate emo about it. Um, yeah, being a corporate emo means that I just, uh, I don't cry over girls anymore. I just cry over paperwork. Yeah, that's, yeah, if you work in a corporation, you get it. It's like, uh. I was, trying to, I was trying to hand in one of my reports the other day, and I was looking for it on my laptop, and I couldn't find it. And I was starting to get stressed, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. My brain just naturally went, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Excel spreadsheet. It was just, uh, 
I audited my files. I just couldn't find it. It was it was a very stressful uh, situation. Uh, we got any couples out there? Couples clapping up yourselves? Yeah, woo, you can be excited about that. It doesn't have to be depressing. Uh, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, a polyamorous relationship. We're all familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm in, uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, which means she has a girlfriend and I get a high five for the attempt. She gets way more pussy than I do. That's that's for sure. Um, <laughs> all good. <laughs> She's also uh, pansexual. Do y'all know what pansexual means? Yeah, that means she will fuck anybody. Anybody who buys her food first. That's... That's what it is. I found out if you buy her pupusa, she will pupusa her pussy. That is, we don't like Mexican food up here. That's cool. All right. Uh, I am not a big fan of uh, advertisements. Uh, I was driving by a dispensary uh, back in, in Massachusetts, uh, and it said, uh, INSA, marijuana for real life. Like, as opposed to what? I don't know if Zuckerberg's doing some new shit. What is he working on? Like, crypto kush? You buy that blockchain bud or those NF terpenes. You buy it now. It's not as worth. It's not worth as much as it was later. You can't smoke it. You can't do anything with it. But yeah, um, I thought NF terpenes would have done a little better. That's all right. I thought it was there. I thought I had it. I was like, yeah, like that's clever. Terpenes. Uh, everybody knows what terpenes are. All right. Uh, <laughs> ladies, where you at? You out there? Clap it up for yourselves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Y'all ever been uh, cat called before? Yeah, it's not the best, right? Yeah. Uh, have y'all ever uh, been catcalled and then heard, ugh, never mind? Yeah, I would argue that's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. It's a confusing thing for me because I don't understand it. It's like, my ass is still the same. All right, I get it. You from behind, you saw the luxurious dress my hair in a sweet can. You're like, I'm trying to smash it. And then you got English Professor Dad Beard, and you're like, I'm off this train. <laughs> and I don't understand the philosophical debate. What is it with Schrodinger's beard? Is the ass fuckable or not in, or in the presence or absence of the beard? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just want somebody to notice that I've been squatting. All right, guys. That's my time. Give it up your host, Alex, everybody. Keep clapping for Joe Capinos, everybody. Make some more noise for him. Your next act is also coming here all the way from Portland. Please make some noise for Chris Lockridge, everybody. Get your hands, put, into, put them together for Chris Lockridge. Here he comes to the stage. Uh, hello, yes, uh, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm actually going by, uh, pro oh, okay, yes, I have the hiccups. Uh, that's a fair warning. Uh, I made some terrible decisions today. Uh, and they led to the hiccup. So before you feel too bad for me, I deserve them. Yes, my name is Christopher, uh, but I'm actually, hmm, I'm actually going by uh, Christ. Because um, my name is Christopher, right? So I feel like I can shorten that to where I want, right? My name, goddammit. Uh, I actually, um, my girlfriend and I split up recently, um, and after we split up, everyone kept asking me why we would stop seeing each other. They said, like, oh, she was so nice. Why would you two quit dating? 
I guess to anyone who keeps asking me that, and to you guys, I'd like to ask you, would you continue dating somebody that you had to support financially? Uh, somebody that was selfish? Somebody that was visually a six at, at best? Well, she wouldn't either. Yeah, well... I'm about to I'm about to hiccup. Uh, yeah, and after we broke up, it was kind of what she said to me that got to me. She said, "I think we should start spending more time focusing on ourselves." And I thought that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Cuz I've been doing that the whole time. So in a way, that kind of makes her the problem, right? In a way, how hiccuping. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Do I? Do I look like I hate children? <laughs> do I look like I hate children? <laughs> okay, that's not the reaction I really wanted. Um. I'm gonna try that again. Um. Do I look like I hate children? Do I look... Okay, I'm going to re-retry that again. Do I look like I hate children? Oh, th what the hell? What the fuck? Okay, well, I'm going to let you know that I actually have a kid, believe it or not. Yeah. I see. Silence. Yeah, that's right. I've got a kid, and if people keep telling me that I look like I hate children, um, they're never going to see their parents again. So, so that's on you. Uh, man, <clears throat> I actually just got back from I got back from California, um, relatively recently. I was in Por I, mean, I live in Portland, and I came down here recently. But I was here to uh, take my grandpa to chemo. Um, yeah, he's had cancer for like 18 years. Um, so at this point he's kind of milking it, right? Like that's, that's a long time to have cancer. Um, like every time I have something important going on, grandpa's got to go get more chemo. He's so selfish. And now he... Got two kinds of cancer. All right. Well, I, you know, I. Do you guys not feel pity for me? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, d has anyone in here? Oh. <clears throat> has anyone in here ever been arrested? You have. How about how about you? Yearly? Nearly. Ne ne you've near nearly been arrested? Yearly, okay. Half. How how about you? Have you been arrested? Really? Huh. Talking. Okay. Okay, well, I, 
Okay, I got arrested once. Um, it was during everything that was going on in downtown Portland in 2020. I was out recording video footage. I was not pro protesting, but I, I was recording it. Um, and uh, there were a lot of people who got arrested downtown in Portland in 2020 that did not deserve to get arrested. Uh, but I def definitely deserve to get arrested. Uh, when I got footage... Um, of me getting arrested, uh, I thought, I'm definitely using this footage for the trial. And then after I watched it, I thought, I'm definitely not using this footage for the trial. Because in the video footage, the police officer says, don't come over here or you're going to get arrested. And then my now ex-girlfriend says, uh, Chris, is that true? Can they arrest us? And then I said... No, we're good. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then they arrested us. Um, and actually, at the trial, I lost faith in the justice system um, because they found me innocent. And I was definitely guilty. Yeah, but I found this neat legal strategy. I talked about with my lawyer, and I used it, and it was really effective. Um, and I recommend you guys use it, too. Really neat strategy. It's called uh, lying on the stand. Yeah, I highly recommend you all use it. All right, I guess that's it for my time. I'm Christopher, but I'm going by Christ these days. Give it up for Christ with hiccups, everybody. That <laughs> I love how you were all on his side at first with the hiccups, and then you all turned on him unanimously. That was <laughs> I loved seeing that. That was incredible. Uh, your next act, folks, um, please uh, give a big warm welcome to Rhoda Gravador, everybody. Make some noise for Rhoda coming up to the stage. Hey. Hey, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. So uh, my name is Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you very much. You know, every time I tell someone I'm 48, they always go, wow, you look your age. Any 20-somethings here tonight? Hello, good evening. How about my 30-somethings? Hello, you know what? How about we all pretend we're 30 tonight? Okay, one more time, where are my 30-somethings at? <laughs> yeah, that's right, give it up for yourselves. Though, I hate to break it to you, but some of you aren't gonna make it to 40. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I am a great mom. Thank you. I am a great mom because I don't have any kids. <laughs> I am a dog mom. So, yeah, thank you. So, technically, that makes me a MILF. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm a dog mom to two pit bulls. Give it up for the pit bulls, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Both of them were cesarean. I, uh, I know you guys look at me and go, oh, yeah. She's definitely a cougar. Going to comedy festivals, pretending to be a comic just so she can pick up on young men. Well, I am actually a panther, which is the opposite of a cougar. So I am 48, and my boyfriend is a corpse. 
Uh, who's on the dating apps here? Anyone? Dating apps? Yay, there you go. My one person brave enough to admit it. Thank you. Now I can tell the joke. <laughs> so uh, younger users are moving away from Tinder because uh, Tinder's long-term users are now in their 50s, but they're pretending to be in their 30s. And these long-term users are finding that they're getting matched with their aunts and uncles, which is great for Alabama. I, um, who here lives in the city? Any city folk here? Hello, right on, yeah. I actually, I live in Marin. I live in Marin because my boyfriend is white. Uh. <laughs> my boyfriend is a Russian Jew. I am a Filipino Catholic. And uh, Jews and Filipinos actually have a lot in common. Uh, you know, we're both late for everything all the time. Yeah, right? He runs on Jewish standard time, and I'm Filipino. <laughs> and we both take forever to say goodbye at parties. My boyfriend calls it the Jewish goodbye. I call it leftovers. <laughs> both Jews and Filipinos are well known. See? She brings home leftovers all the time. <laughs> Both Jews and Filipinos are well known for a food that starts with the letter B. Jews have the bagel. Filipinos have the balot. Balot is a partially developed duck egg embryo, also known as Mitch McConnell's neck. Uh, both Jewish and Filipino mothers love using guilt. Do you know what the difference is between a Jewish mom and a Filipino mom? The New Testament. Both Jew, uh, a Jewish mom would say to me, you put on some weight. A Filipino mom would say, oh my God, you're so fat over here, and you are also fat over there. Eat some more balot. Both uh, Russians and Catholics have a lot in common. Russians believe propaganda. Catholics believe the Bible. Catholics drink wine, representing the blood of Christ, and Russians drink vodka until they can taste their own blood. Putin, former Philippine President Duterte, and current Philippine President Bongbong Marcos have something in common. Duterte killed people who do drugs, and Putin kills people who, who, and Bongbong, First, he will steal your bling bling, and then he'll go bang bang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been, uh, I've been taking a lot of naps recently, so I figured I should probably look into that. And it turns out that older adults who nap longer more frequently at a higher risk of getting Alzheimer's. Give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's right. I am Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think that Democrats and progressives should just embrace global warming, okay? Because if Louisiana becomes part of the Gulf of Mexico, then technically there are two less Republicans in the Senate, correct? And if Texas goes under, so does Ted Cruz. 
And if Alabama goes under, then daughters no longer have to give birth to their father's babies. Kentucky just passed a bill making it illegal for infertility doctors to impregnate their patients with their own sperm. It is still, however, legal to store the embryos in Mitch McConnell's neck. Anyone here remember a comic from the 80s named Andrew Dice Clay? Okay, here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, because Mexico never built the fucking wall. Oh! Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jill got paid 30% less, so she kicked Jack down the fucking hill. Oh! Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Papa's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, it's probably dead. Oh! Mitch McConnell has a neck, E-I-E-I-O. And in his neck, he kept dead puppies, E-I-E-I-O. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's my time. Thank you very much. Make some more noise for Rhoda, everybody. Clap a lot. Uh... Have a little uh, another little pun for you guys. Uh, does anybody here know what you call a talkative empanada? An empanada yada. All right, that's just fun. That's a laffy taffy joke. Your next act, folks. Uh, he's here all the way from Florida. Really nice guy. Really funny dude. Give it up for Chris Sanders, everybody. Make some noise for Chris Sanders. Thank you, Alex. Oh, you good, buddy? All right, there we go. This place has no insurance. Okay. Yeah. So don't trip. Don't fall. Don't catch an STD in here, people. Um. My name's Chris Sanders. Great to see you guys. Love mutiny. Uh, I have a horrible medical condition. I suffer from resting Tiger Woods face. That's what I suffer from. Green jacket, full moon. I might fuck your wife tonight. Watch out. Or British Robert Evans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my day job's I'm a teacher. I got to say, being a teacher isn't like any other job in America, right? There's nothing like a kid coming into kindergarten, not knowing how to write their name, and by fourth grade, they're writing fuck off on their spelling tests. It's... it's like anything oh my gosh Damien your curse was fantastic you're gonna skip a grade not because you're smart but because I'm terrified of you all right gives me shooting in Florida I'm just saying gives me shooting yeah it's real yeah hey I live there you guys don't okay <laughs> I may not make it to the eighth annual mutiny radio comedy festival yeah it's wild like uh when you're like a teacher though you're kind of like a second parent like I had one kid who came to school he didn't have shoes on, right? So I, during my lunch, I go to uh, the store, come back, give him shoes. He unboxes it, and he's like, you bought me shacks? What? Kills in Oakland. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's freaking out, but he, he's happy I got him shoes, right? He puts his shoes on, and during recess, he tries to come up and hug me. Right? Like you, you're a lovely lady. Like if a kid hugged you, you, you'd probably hug him back, right? Me, I look like Tiger Woods, okay? I don't need a second scandal in my life. Anytime a kid tries to come up and hug me, I immediately run the other way. You know why? I'm trying to teach him boundaries between me and a thorough investigation. That's what I'm trying to teach him. 
not going to see me in the newspaper. Chris Sanders love kids. No, fuck the kids. That's all right. Fuck their moms, though. I will fuck their moms in a second. Yeah, it, there's no law against that, I think, right? Uh, who likes school? Who likes school? Anyone like school? Anyone in school? All right, what's going on? Yeah, nerds unite. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of kids, they hate school, right? They hate school because we forget that school is the box. But kids, they think outside the box. Case in point, I'm teaching uh, American history in fourth grade. We're doing a, a little lesson on American history. Quiz the kids. They go, why weren't slaves allowed to read? None of the kids raise their hand except Damien. Easy, Mr. Sanders. Slaves weren't allowed to read because if slaves could read, they would read books on magic and unchain their friends. That's out of the box thinking right there, I'll tell you that. You know? Like, I want to test him for gifted and autism that day. That's what I wanted to do. But that's not how slavery worked. I just want you guys to know that's not how it worked. Like, uh, but as a kid, you can't tell a kid he's wrong. It'll, like, traumatize him, right? And in Florida, you might shoot me. So, <laughs> so I go, Damon, you got a point, you know? If slaves knew magic, uh, we wouldn't have Harriet Tubman. We'd have Harriet Potter Tubman. That's what we'd have. Literally, this is the thing. I forget, like, teachers are influential. The next day, he came to school dressed as Harriet Potter Tubman. He was on the playground. He went up to a white kid. For my next trick, I will make this white devil disappear. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you brought a saw? What the fuck? Why'd you bring a saw to school? Why'd you bring a fucking saw? The Three Stooges cartoon? And then on top of that, I'm like, yo, you can't be bringing a saw to school. So I put him in uh, in school suspension, in school suspension, right? He's pissed off at me. He turns around at me. He pulls out a wand. He goes, Asio Emancipation-o. I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, I'm trying to feel the niggas in uh, ISS. That's what we're trying to do. All right, all right. Look at it. I'm a nigga. I can say nigga. All right. Um, <laughs> you guys are fine. Uh, I'm broke. Anyone else broke in here? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm super broke. I, uh, I just finished, like, having a roommate. I had a, I'm 33. I, I finally got my own place. Uh, and it's, it's wild. Like, I, I, my last roommate was an aspiring Instagram model. Yes. On the lease agreement for her salary, she wrote 50K. I'm like, is that how much money you make? She's like, no, that's how many followers I have. I'm like, exactly. What a broke bitch. Um, put money on there. Um, I see a light. Is that the light? I see, like, a light. No, we're good? Okay. No, traffic. It's traffic. Someone's putting their brights on me. Get off the stage. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild. Like, you know, uh, you always have these weird roommate situations. And she was, like, a nice lady. She was like, going to school for nursing. It was pretty typical in Florida. But she'd, like, be freaking out over her Instagram. Like, ruled her life. I'm in the kitchen one day, right? And uh, I'm, I'm making food. I'm deep frying an octopus. And she comes in. And she freaks out. She's like, Chris, oh, my God, I lost one follower. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm like, Katie, this is what happens when you don't do the dishes, okay? <laughs> all right? You're worried about posts? How about you read the post-it notes I'm putting on your fucking bathroom mirror, all right? It's called social engagement, you know? Uh, a lot of my guy friends, they're like, they wanna they, they're like Chris, you got to have sex with Katie Adventure, right? She's hot. You guys, you cook dinner for her. Like, you're very nice to her. You're, you know, she's eventually going to bang you. I'm like, whoa. We have very clear boundaries, Katie and I, right? Katie has sex with other men, and I vacuum my room for two hours. Very clear boundaries. 
And now someone said, aw, some was <laughs> You don't get no pity pussy? You don't even no pity pussy? Even I give I'll give you pity pussy after the show. That's what I'll do. Alright, hopefully that was uh you. Uh anyway, uh <laughs> it was me with the unibrow and the one ear higher than the other. Um <laughs> all the women are beautiful. Anyway, um but this is a cool thing though. The great thing, thank you, is uh we I, I get something cool out of it. That sounds sad. But the cool thing is anytime she has sex with a guy and he leaves stuff at the apartment, I keep the stuff. Yes. I have two new outfits and eight phone chargers. If you're like, Chris, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing the Nick from Taco Tuesday collection. That's what I'm wearing. And after the show, I'm selling merch. I'm selling eight phone chargers. So hit me up. My name's Chris Sanders. Thanks for your time. Get up your host, Alex. I love San Francisco. Keep clapping for Chris Sanders, everybody. Holy cow. That was a blast all the way from Florida. Your next fact, your next, fuck, I can't talk. I, boy, I haven't even had a drink yet, and I'm already stumbling and unable to speak. Uh, cool, uh, great. Uh, I'm just having a neurological breakdown. That's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, your next act, everybody. Uh, here, uh, another San Francisco, uh, another San Franciscan. Please make some noise for James Yukawa, everybody. Clap real loud for James Yukawa. Yo, give it up for Alex. Alex, only from Montana. Holy shit. He has not stepped in human shit yet, you know? Not yet, but soon that'll happen. But I'm actually, yeah, no, I'm actually not from San Francisco. I live in Oakland, you know, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland native across East Bay. Oaklanders, come on. Yeah, yeah, East Bay. Fuck yeah. But yeah, um, I'm like most comics. I'm single right now. I'm on these dating apps, you know, and I feel like Tinder sort of become like a sneak preview for OnlyFans. You know? Every other account is sort of like winky face emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, peach emoji. Like, add me on my OnlyFans. I'm not on this app that much. Add me on Instagram. You know, like, I'm a wholesome Christian dude. I support sex workers, but I can't be swiping on ass and titties on BART during my morning commute. No! Way too much stimulation. I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Jesus Christ. No. But honestly, though, I feel like um, I'm... Personally, Team Hinge. Team Hinge, anybody here on Hinge? Okay, hell yeah. Everyone else, except for you, everyone else is in a wonderful relationship, I guess. Holy shit. Yeah, Team Hinge. But I feel like people on Hinge are actually real people because they have job titles for jobs I've never heard of. It's like public policy manager for like a nonprofit, systems analyst, you know, things you got to work with like a Microsoft spreadsheet. And I feel like people on Tinder, just like their bio is just sort of like airplane emoji, NYC, LA, Dubai. I'm like, what are you doing in Dubai? You don't look like you work in the oil industry, girl. It's a very strange flight itinerary. Hmm. And it's just like an online content creator. I'm like, what is this online content you're creating? Let's, let me research about this. But honestly, though, like uh, I matched with a girl on Hinge who was down for pegging. Does anybody know what pegging is? Oh, hell yeah, this is my audience, damn. <laughs> Holy shit, normally it's like the Zoomers who are like, oh, I know all about pegging, and like, oh, you know, millenn- oh, what is it? I can inform you about that. You know, pegging is when a woman wears a strap-on dildo and fucks the dude. I'm open to new things, you know? Yes, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. And I thought it'd be really romantic. You know, we go to the sex shop together as a couple, the first date, I'm like, oh, yeah, so... I like that one, it's very sensible and modest. It could fit in your tiny little handbag. That's the one I would want to choose. 
No, like she DM'd me and she already had one on deck. I'm like, whoa, whoa. But I thought that was really weird that she only had one. Because I thought if she was down for this pegging lifestyle, like you walk into her apartment and they're just like hanging on the wall, you know? Like you know how like John Wick, he has like a wall of guns, like a whole arsenal of guns? Like he's got the big ass grenade launcher, the medium sized assault rifle, and the tiny little pistol. It gets the job done. It has a great personality. Sometimes John Wick doesn't always need that big ass grenade launcher. The tiny little pistol works out, you know? Because this is my first time getting pegged. I don't want the ass blaster 9000. I don't want the tiny little guy. I want maybe two knuckles deep, maybe at the most. You know, it's like, a, it's, it's her strap, it's her choice. I am very pro-choice, except for when it comes to my asshole, you know? I want to have some bargaining chips here. I want to talk about the, pol- like the politics of pegging. I want to have some saying in this, you know? And also, I feel like she only has one peg. She's probably pegged other dudes with that peg, you know? She probably has notches on the side of her bedpost. Of like, how many asses she's pegged? She's like, this is the ninth ass I've claimed. But the first Asian one, yes, hmm. But I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take an informal poll. Like, guys, have you ever thought about getting like pegged? Guys here, thought about getting pegged? Okay, some honest men in here, fucking, eh, hell yeah, it's 2022, you know? You know, I mean, honestly, you guys, like, we're gonna get our prostate exams. Might as well get a nut out of it. It's gonna happen sooner or later, fuck. It's inevitable. But yeah, what else? You know, uh, I'm like, any baseball fans in here? Baseball fans? Yeah, I like talking to baseball fans because like talking to them makes me feel less autistic. You know? They always have some like, they're always like really like into like saber metrics. Always have some obscure fact. Like a couple weeks ago, I was at an A's game and one of the guys is just sort of like, uh, 2003, Barry Zito almost pitched a perfect game against the Kansas City Royals in a wild card matchup. I'm like, holy shit, Greg! How'd you know this fact? You don't even know your own girlfriend's zodiac sign. Jesus Christ, we had our priorities straightened out, man. But honestly, uh, baseball is the only sport that has something called the perfect game where absolutely nothing fucking happens. 27 up, 27 down. This, really, this is a really high stake game of catch between two dudes. No hit home runs, no dingers, nothing. And all my baseball homies are like, oh my God, James, you wouldn't understand the nuances. Like, you know what? I don't watch sports for nuance, man. I listen to podcasts if I want some nuance in my life. And all my baseball homies are just like, oh my God, this is so nuanced. I'm like, this sounds like some very spectrum behavior. Oh no, you guys are all just jerking off the stats right now. But yeah, what else? What else do I have? Fuck, wait, how much do I have right now, Alex? Minute and a half left. I talked about pegging, talked about baseball fans being autistic. You know what? I feel like, yeah, my YouTube algorithm is getting way too good because I've been getting ads for BetterHelp, remote therapy. Yeah, and other ads, it's just sort of like seven signs you may be autistic. I'm like, holy shit, YouTube, what are you trying to tell me right now? Am I depressed and autistic or am I depressed because I am autistic? Like, is it a bundle deal or can I have one without the other, you know? Because I'm clearly not getting ads for like Joe Rogan meat sticks, you know, or like Planet Fitness. No. Like YouTube looked at my fucking search history is like, well, you watch anime. And ASMR videos of rugs being deep cleaned. You're probably on the spectrum, my guy. You know, like this sounds very spectrum behavior. 
Yeah. And I'm like, YouTube, you know me so well. And it'd be really weird, though, if I, like, came out to my parents. I'm actually 32. I look really young. It's the Asian, you know? But, yeah, it'd be really weird if I came to my parents, like, immigrant parents, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I may be autistic, you know? And they're just like, autism, boy. Uh, autist, autist. Uh, gay? I'm like, no, wait. We had this conversation back in high school. This is something completely different. But they'd just be, like, wondering, like, whether or not they're going to have grandchildren. I'm like, maybe. This probably still explains why I'm still single. But, all right, that's my time. Give it up for Alex Kaufman. I have not been pegged yet. My name is James Yukawa. Make some more noise for James Yukawa, San Francisco's very own. Very cool, very funny dude. Uh, he's absolutely been pegged. He's lying to you. Uh, <laughs> that was absolutely defense mechanism, for sure. Uh, your next act, folks, is also from Portland. Please make some noise for Danny Shy, everybody. Give it up for Danny Shy. I'm from Portland. I do know what pegging is. Uh, <laughs> not what I want to talk about. <laughs> not what I want to talk about. I, uh, you guys having a good day? Good. I'm also having a very good day. Because uh, this morning, thank you. Uh, this morning, I did an entire stretching program made for a 50-year-old. I got almost all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm as fit as a 50-year-old. Thank you very much. I just figured, like, if you need to be fitter than a 50-year-old, then there's no reason to live. Like, that feels, oh, why? Why are these runners existing? Uh, cool. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, are you guys into conspiracy theories? Oh, good. I am coming on board. I am coming on board for sure. Uh, and I'm coming on board. I was uh, listening to the radio. I was, I was just flipping channels on the radio. And I flipped and all I heard satanic feminists. And just, I was like, oh, I'm stopping now. Because I honestly have no idea what a satanic feminist is. But I heard it and I was like, I think I'm one of them. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to imagine that a satanic feminist is a person that's like, oh, uh, we believe in feminism so much that we are positive that Satan is a feminist, or as, is a woman. Like, Satan's definitely a woman, for sure. And, like, I know that. I have definitely been gaslit by kindergarten children, uh, girls, w girl children, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's eternal. That is definitely, I don't know if any year, three-year-olds have told you about your body weight, but you're like, that is a, a hell inside of my body now. I feel very bad about myself. Uh, Satan's a woman. Uh, that's... I, di I didn't do that joke well. I apologize. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I realized, like, while I was listening to that program, that if you believe in conspiracy theories, nothing's ever your fault. It's not, <laughs> it's not your fault. And I know that because the reason they were talking about satanic feminists is because they were talking about school shootings. I know, real upper of a radio show. Uh, and they were ta talking about this kid, and they were like, well, the guy, the poor kid, he didn't mean to do it. It's like satanic feminist fault. And I'm like, I don't, so you don't have to take responsibility for anything if you believe in conspiracies? Like, nothing, like, my whole life, I feel guilty. Like, I don't take up, like, that spot on the airplane thing, because I just feel like, well, they put their elbow there first. It's theirs now. <laughs> I feel guilty if I touch their elbow. And other people are like, I mean, I genocided today, and that's satanic feminist fault. It's not, I'm fine. I need that power, you know? So now, just from now on, I'm like, well, I crashed into you, but it's definitely because you don't li worship lizard people enough. That is uh, it's on you, you know? 
I am not apologizing. You're crying. It's the chemtrails fault. Like, the chemtrails make me mean. All right? I wouldn't be mean. It's the chemtrails. You know? Sure, I'm in jail for a crime, but it was my doppelganger that did it. For sure. If Hillary Clinton can have a doppelganger, I can too. Go find her. Very excited about it. Uh, I A while ago, I heard about this uh, guy. I think about him regularly. Like, once a month. Uh, just every time I have my period, I think about him. Uh, because he was like, he's a flat earther, you know? Uh, which, like, if I am never going to murder a person, but I definitely think I know some people that are going to fall off the flat earth, you know? Like, I know some people uh that i will just well i we went on a road trip and they just fell off we just got real close uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> um and oh, so he's a flat earther and he built himself a rocket it was somewhere here in california i don't know but he built himself a rocket and shot him up in space you know who i'm talking about right yeah he didn't get very high like he would have gotten a lot higher if he bought a plane ticket all right so it wasn't like the best rocket all right, but I think about him regularly uh, because, like, what science did the guy use? Because, like, every science I know mean, believes that the Earth is round and that you got to shoot your rocket up higher, faster than the Earth, the gravity is pulling you down to hell, right? I can't even jump that high. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to try. It's embarrassing, all right? I don't, I'm not going to show you. Uh, but so he shot, like, and here on Earth, uh, it pulls, we're pulled down to hell by gravity at 9.8 meters per second squared. That's what every, so- that's the entirety of rocket science that I know. All right, but that depends on a round Earth. And so he knows that the Earth is flat. Well, how, how did he do his calculation? He did, he did, again, not super high. He survived, though. He got to hang out with his cat. That was in the story. Yeah. I mean, like, I gotta imagine that he's got something better than birth control. Like, whatever science he's using has gotta have a different birth control that I'm super into. I think. I don't know. I don't really wanna know him. I do have some people I wanna murder. That's just a. <laughs> I don't know if that's the appropriate tag, but we're going with it. Uh, thing about me uh, I read at bars a lot. Um, because I like being with people, but I don't like when they talk to me and make me hate them. Mm-hmm. Another thing about me, I was raised on a farm, uh, and that means that I learned about castration decades before intimacy. Yeah. My dad taught me when I was very little that I n- had not only a right, but a responsibility to choose who gets to be dad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco thinks it's progressive. (laughs) Got nothing on my dad. (laughs) He had five daughters. He taught us all uh, how to remove some balls. Uh, Uh, So the point is, I'm not good. I'm not good at the knowing how the girl guy interactions are supposed to go. You know, but I'm trying to get better because uh, Mayor recently told me. I'm not gonna tell which one, but it was it wasn't like the Portland one, but it was definitely one of the white ones from so you can probably narrow it down for like it was a white dude mayor. Uh and he told me uh he told me thank you, uh that the reason that Portland's got a housing crisis and probably San Francisco too, uh, is that people like me aren't married. 
uh, and getting married. And I don't know. Yeah, he was a white dude mayor, so they know things, right? Like, I just... I just got to believe him that I am, like me living with several roommates is causing a housing crisis. Yeah, for sure. It's not like, well, yes, how dare me? So I'm working on figuring out this dating thing. And here's what I figured out thus far. That in a girl-guy flirting situation, my response, I'm the girl. I knew that beforehand. Um, But my responsibility is to be very impressed by the very unimpressive, all right? (laughs) So if they, (laughs) so so if they, uh, (laughs) I'm supposed to get off of here and you guys keep laughing, I can't finish my joke. Uh, Thank you so much, it's been great. Anyway, the point is, if they interrupt my book reading, to tell, give me their very long opinion about what I'm reading. I'm supposed to be like, oh my, that's a, how'd you learn to read? Can you please teach me? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. Keep clapping for Danny, everybody. You know the drill. Very funny. Very funny. Your next act, everybody, come to the stage uh, here all the way from Boston, right? It's Boston. Give it up for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Make some noise for Angela Sawyer. hey Oh, hello. So nice to talk to you. How you guys doing? You've seen a lot of comics. Are you okay? You doing all right? I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, I am a middle-aged lady. Uh, I'm 52, and this year I found out I could sweat from my eyelids. <laughs> it's going great. It's going okay. It's nice to see all of you. Uh, I have uh, roommates, uh, which you're not supposed to do when you're my age. I think we all know. Uh, most people, uh, usually in their 30s, you like get a partner, move out of town, maybe get a dog, something like that. And me, I am just still going to weddings where I'm also the DJ. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, I read a cool article, and the news is so bad that it was so nice to read something that I liked to see. Uh, I read an article that uh, grocery stores and pharmacies around the country are starting to close their self-checkout machines and have people go through the register again. And I love that because I want to look you in the eye when I steal from you. You know, I want that human connection. I think it's important. I think it's important to have. Uh, I do have roommates. I've had a lot of roommates over the years. Um, uh, My favorite bad roommate that I ever had uh, was this guy, Dan, who got mad at me and moved out. And uh, when he moved out, he tried to karate chop me to death. <laughs> and then I had to politely explain to Dan that I had 130 pounds on him and it might not work. <laughs> I was like, okay. I do, I do like fat people. They're my favorite people. I think they're the nicest people in any room, in every room. Because if we have a problem with you, we ate it already. You're safe. <laughs> You're so safe. It's so safe. I think fat people, we're like the pugs of human beings, you know? We're like adorably squishy and strangely wise and, oh, shit, we can't breathe. (laughs) It's good. We're doing good. Uh, (laughs) Dan, the roommate who moved out, he got mad at me. Uh, he, He accused me of stealing his crystals. Yeah. Which uh, I did do. (laughs) 
Uh, in my defense, I thought they were, I threw them away because I thought they were rocks. <laughs> and I found out uh, if they're crystals, you put them in a case. That's the big difference I found out. Uh, I, I've lived in a bunch of houses uh, around my, the city where, uh, my hometown. Uh, one place, mostly it's been punk rock houses. And if for whatever reason, if you don't know what that is, uh, a punk rock house is just a regular house that is not a home. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, one place that I lived, I had 17 roommates. Yeah, way too many. At that point, you can't even learn their names, you know? I just knew them as porch guy and guy I always saw holding bread from the dumpster, you know? I'll let you guys get, see which one you think was the worst one. Uh, there was a roommate in that same house who was a cop. Uh, which I don't like, <laughs> not cool. And then there was a guy who wrote a play for bees. <laughs> That's so confusing. <laughs> he didn't call it that. He called it a honey-infused ritual. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a play for bees. <laughs> it's very, very confusing. Uh, also in that same apartment with 17 roommates, uh, one morning I came out of my bedroom to go to work and uh, a teenager, like a 17, 18-year-old kid, had moved in to the hallway right outside my bedroom door. I just walked out to go to work, and there was somebody there. He just like put a bed up against a wall, and he put a flag up against the bed, and put a TV on the end of the bed, and just laid back and played video games in there. And I was like, well, okay, you know, whatever. We all got someplace to go, you know, it's cool. And then after two weeks, that kid got a girlfriend. He found some nice girl to like lie next to him and watch him play video games all day. And I was like, man, when this chick finds out she could fuck a guy with a door. <laughs> it did not last, <laughs> is what I need you to know. It did not last a long time. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a middle-aged lady, and so the rule is you have to have middle-aged lady friends. That's how it works. But I think everyone should have a middle-aged lady friend. Because uh, we don't give a fat shit. <laughs> we are fun. <laughs> it's an adventure. No one knows what will happen. Uh, <laughs> one of my middle-aged lady friends recently, she named her tits to empower herself. And I was like, only over 40 does that. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, Angela, you should do it. And I was like, I, I don't think. And she's like, no, you should do it. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I could go with Bert and Ernie. <sighs> could work for me, you know. Uh, I also, I like having friends who are much younger than me, people in their 20s and their 30s, especially in their 20s, because those people are better. <laughs> Just, they're raised well, they're very nice. Uh, I had this long heart-to-heart -heart with this friend of mine who is barely 21 years old, so she's like 30 years younger than me, and sh we were talking and talking all night, and at the end, she let it slip that when she gives her boyfriend a blowjob, afterwards, she's like got tears running down her face, and she can't breathe. And I was like, oh, oh, sweetheart. You know, you can suck dick mediocrely. <sighs> like, I'm not saying do a bad job, but you don't have to get an Olympian award. <laughs> this is the truth, and I, you guys can take this advice. If you get a C minus in gym, they still let you graduate. <laughs> She's doing okay. <laughs> She's doing all right. Doing just fine. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I scored a, a normal job for the first time in my whole life. I got a job as a secretary, and that is just a job that comes with these glasses. <laughs> I walk down the street, and people are like, ooh, I bet you can type. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, that's an okay job. Uh, mostly it just means that uh, I get phone calls on Teams when I'm trying to go to the bathroom or watch a movie in my house instead, you know? Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, though, my favorite coworker called me up on Teams. Uh, I love her so much. Her name is Stacy. She is the salt of the earth, great person. And she calls me up out of the blue and she goes, Hey, Angela, I notice in your email signature it says your name, parentheses, she slash her, parentheses. What is that? And I was like, I mean, I love Stacy. She's from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and it's not her fault that town smells like bleach. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, some people use they, them pronouns. Mine happen to be she, her, but it'd be more comfortable for everybody if we used them a lot. So I put them in my email. And she goes, oh, oh, I, I thought that's because everybody thinks you're a man. <laughs> And I was like, right on, Stace, you nailed it. <laughs> Drunk people do love to call me coach. <laughs> it's true. I think one of the reasons I get along with people who are much younger than me so well is that people who are 20, 30 years younger than me, they grew up reading and writing Harry Potter fan fiction, you know, Potterotica, yeah. They, it's, they did, I checked, they did. <laughs> and that, I f uh, that's a place where I feel like I really belong. I fit right in, because they just look at me and see trans Hagrid. It works out great. Works out so beautifully. You guys are so much fun. Thank you. You've met trans Hagrid. Give it up for your host, Alex. He's the best. Clap more for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Come on. Wow. Just fantastic. We have, are you guys ready for your final comedian of the night? Are you guys ready for that? Yeah, let's get some more energy than that for your final comedian here all the way from Los Angeles. Give it up for Jay Stewart, everybody. Make some noise for Jay. Hello, hello, thank you. I am parked illegally. I have to pee. I just got out of the car from here. Hang on, I just need to do some stretching, get some stretches out. Thanks so much for being out here, guys. I'm the last person to go up. Wow. All right. <laughs> Have they been saying this? Oh, oh, there's more. There's more to go. All right, good, good. I was going to say that wasn't quite what I would imagine a headliner would be brought up by, you know, but it's good. It's good. We got one more person coming. All right, this is great. This is great. Um, what's new with me? What's new? Started school. A little bit of a culture shock going back to school. I haven't been in school for like 10 years. Last time I've been in school, it was still okay to publicly enjoy movies produced by Harvey Weinstein. So a little bit of a culture shock there, you know, getting, <gasps> getting back into it. This guy uh, in my class, nice and young, and he's this cute, cute little guy, and he's like talking about beef. Like, oh, beef, I love beef. I know it's bad for the environment, but it's just so good. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what pedophiles say, though, too, about kids, right? And like, oh, the environment. Um, I don't know. I got a, I got a new car. The, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Got a new car. I got to admit, though, the uh, horn, pretty gay. Anytime I go to use it, 
like ah ah like the one time this guy cut me off on the 405 and I just pressed it I was mad at the guy and I just ah don't stop which is basically the exact opposite of what I wanted the guy to do in the moment so fuck me I don't know um you guys fan of microdosing not you straight straight and narrow never tripped in your life no where were you look location not time in your life santa barbara okay that seems like a good place to do it i don't know i don't know um never again though I'm not even going to con continue the joke just because that was such a no response. It's okay, everybody. It's not that good of a joke. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. What else have we got here? Um, I'm c convinced that the greatest white rapper in the game right now is Kanye West. Um, I'm My blood type is O negative, which means that people's lives depend on me not having gay sex. Um, true, true. I'm at a good place in my life. My Instagram feed is entirely comedians, women in bathing suits, and people making chocolate chip cookies. Good, it's good. I really can only control two out of the three of those. Um, I can control three out of the three if I switch my gender to female. Uh, switches up the algorithm there. I was on TikTok. I switched the uh, my gender to female, and I. I had to take a break. I was like, I'm going to start a business. <laughs> I feel motivated. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I missed that tag. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, good to be back in San Francisco, though. I will say um, I have a lot of ups being in San Francisco. I used to live here for like two years. Um, I, some lows, though. I mean, my my car got stolen twice in six weeks yeah apparently homeless people can drive stick i had no idea two people you know um and the thing was weird that like the second time that i called 911 to tell them that my car got stolen i got a voicemail that i'd never expected before i've never encountered that situation right because when you call your therapist and they go if this is an emergency please hang up and call 911 there's no procedure for what if you call 911 and get a voicemail. What is the procedure? What do I do in that case? You know what I mean? I did get a call back eventually, though. Um, nice little lady here. Um, I think the most unrealistic thing about Batman is that the billionaires are walking through an alley. I'm talking about billionaires' parents. What billionaire walks in an alley ever? Like any alley ever? Like I, I would think it would be more plausible that he like got money to close off an alley just to walk through it. That seems more plausible. Why are they walking through an alley? I don't know. Um, LA, LA is a funny place. This guy comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, you're so good looking." I'm like, "Yeah, man." We look exactly alike. Of course you think I'm hot. Like, 
at some point you're just stroking your own ego, you know? I, I, um, uh, man. Um, I went down there, smoked some toad venom. Yeah, yeah, it's this toxin. Yeah, sorry, you, you're not, not your thing. Not your thing. It's all right. Y it was, uh, $300, though, smoked toad venom. The first time I thought, heard that, I was like, $300, smoked toad venom. Gotta be illegal. <laughs> that is too much money. Uh, I did it anyways, though. Changed my life. It was amazing. You should do it. Except for you. Um, but uh, everybody else, though, that feels the call. Um, why is, why, um, I feel like ants, aunts, ants, aunts, I feel like they're under-fetishized in the bedroom. You know, I just want one time, like, please, call me nephew. And then someone is just like, oh, I'm taking you home. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, I used to live in New York. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun in New York. You meet some weird people. I had a roommate call me the N-word all the time. I don't know how I feel about that. People call me the N-word. I don't really have a stake in that. But I do love it. Like, secretly, I love it. If you call me the N-word, I'm like Jay-Z for the day or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird feeling to be called that. I don't have much stake in it. I'm just not trying to be the black people police, right? I'm not trying to be the black people police. I think if I was trying to be the black people police, I would just join the police, you know? I don't know. Um, that's my time. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. I feel very welcome to be back in San Francisco. Thank you. Make some more noise for Jay, everybody. Uh, keep it going for Jay. I did not mean to lie to you. We do have one more comic. Uh, I didn't mean to lie. I do apologize for that. Uh, your next comic, I don't know where he's from. You're from here? Oh, sweet. We get to end it with a San Franciscan. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? Hell yeah. Ending with a fantastic comic, San Francisco. Give it up for Wes Chu, everybody. Make some noise for Wes. Here he comes. Make some noise for your city. Thank you, and uh, sorry for not checking in. Uh, yeah, uh, man, it's good to be here. Yeah, uh, good looking crowd. Uh, it helps that uh, most of you are my friends. Yeah, so my name's Wes, and uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I came to accept a part of myself that uh, most people don't like. Uh, it's that uh, I am an asshole. Uh, are there any assholes in the audience tonight? Well, 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 well you, uh, don't be proud of that. Don't, don't be proud of that, okay? I, you, I'm not proud of that, okay? So I consider myself to be a, a, a low-key asshole. Uh, that means is that I like individuals, but people as a whole can fuck off. Uh, so I, I don't like it when people say or ask stupid questions uh, in public. 